This event was recorded live at the 2011 Edinburgh International Book Festival. My name is Janet Smith and I'm the director of the Children and Education RBS programme here at the Book Festival. I'm just uh, taking this opportunity to welcome you all to our very first event of the 2011 Edinburgh International Book Festival. And it is also the first event, this festival, that Julia Donaldson is doing. And Julia has been the children's program guest selector this year. And as such, if you look at your program, you will see that she has done a series of different sorts of events throughout the festival. And personally, I do have to say a big thank you to Julia working with me, and it's been really good fun to have her input this year. Another first is that this is Julia's first event at the festival as our new National Children's Laureate. And I'm sure you'll all agree we could not have a better Children's Laureate representing children's books than Julia. And Julia is also doing her first event at the book festival as a recognized MBE. She was given that honor by the Queen earlier this year. And the final first, if you can have a final first, is that this is the first day of my first festival as children's director. I've been in post eight months and a week. So I just really wanted to say welcome. It might be slightly cloudy outside, but I'm sure the sun will be shining in here. And I really hope to see you over the next 17 days at the many other events in our packed program. And I'm now going to hand you over to the real chairperson who'll just run through some expectations of what this morning will hold. Uh, Lindsay Fraser, thank you very much. Have a great morning. Hello, and well done to Janet. Congratulations on a fantastic programme. You have chosen so well. This is just the highlight of the book festival. It launches the book festival. It is, as Janet has said, she's in fact used up all my notes here. You have the best advocate for children's books here. She's a performer, she's a poet, she's a storyteller, she's a dramatist, she's a writer. She's a fantastic performer, as you're about to see. And she also has a wonderful cast with her. So you have chosen, I think, very, very finely this morning. Um, you're going to have an hour of action-packed storytelling. I'm not going to take any, much, any more of your time. I would say, though, that at the end, there will be a chance to buy Julia's books for all ages, actually, not just the picture book age group. Um, but I will be telling you information about how that's going to happen at the end of the programme. So please don't uh, go until I've actually issued those instructions at the end of the programme. But that is enough. It's time to get on with the show. Can you welcome on stage the cast of Dragons and Fairies, starring Julia Donaldson? Thank you. Um, um, thank you very much. Um, and uh, I'm actually... I thought you might like to see my lovely medal I got for being the Children's Laureate. You can't really see it properly here, but it's really nice. And I even get to keep it because it's got, it's got a book on this side, but it's actually got my name and the date on this side, so no one's allowed to take it away from me. Um, sorry, I'm going to have to make you clap yet again because um, my husband Malcolm is coming um, on stage um, with his guitar. Um, now, here we are. And under here is a little table 
This table belongs to an old lady who thinks her house is too small uh, for her. Because we're going to start with the song version of A Squash and a Squeeze. Now, um, there's chorus for you to join in, which goes like this. Wise old man, won't you help me please? My house is a squash and a squeeze. Can you try that? Wise old man, won't you help me please? My house is a squash and a squeeze. Very good. And there's some other bit things for you to join in. When I put a hat on, I'd like it if you could all make the noise of that animal. I'm going to put some animal hats on. So say I put a cat hat on, what noise would you all make then? Very good. But I'm not going to put a cat hat on. Okay, off we go. A little old lady lived all by herself with a table and chair and a jug on the shelf. A wise old man heard her grumble and grouse. There's not enough room in my house. She said, wise old man, won't you help me please? My house is a squash and a squeeze. Taking your hen, said the wise old man. Taking my hen, what a curious plan. <laughs> well, the hen laid an egg on the far side rug, then flapped round the room, knocking over the jug. The little old lady cried, what shall I do? It was pokey for one and it's tiny for two. My nose has a tickle and there's no room to sneeze. My house is a squash and a squeeze. And she said, wise old man, won't you help me please? My house is a squash and a squeeze. Taking your goat, said the wise old man. Taking my goat, what a curious plan. <laughs> well, the goat chewed the curtains and trod on the egg, then sat down and nibbled the table leg. The little old lady cried, woe is me, it was titchy for two and it's tiny for three. The hen pecks the goat and the goat's got fleas. My house is a squash and a squeeze. And she said, white old man, won't you help me please? My house is a squash and a squeeze. Take in your pig, said the wise old man. Taking my pig, what a curious plan! Well, she took in the pig who kept chasing the hen and raiding the larder again and again. The little old lady cried, Stop, I implore! It was titty for three and it's teeny for four. Even the pig in the larder agrees. My house is a squash and a squeeze. And she said, wise old man, won't you help me please? My house is a squash and a squeeze. Taking your cow, said the wise old man. Taking my cow, what a curious plan. The cow took one look and charged straight at the pig, then jumped on the table and 
tight a jig, the little old lady cried, heavens alive, it was teeny for four and it's weeny for five. I'm tearing my hair out, I'm down on my knees, my house is a squash and a squeeze, and she said, wise old man, won't you help me please, my house is a squash and a squeeze. Take them all out, said the wise old man. But then I'll be back where I first began. So she opened a window and out flew the hen. <laughs> That's better, at last I can sneeze again. Chew. She shooed out the goat. <laughs> and she shoved out the pig. My house is beginning to feel pretty big. She huffed and she puffed and she pushed out the cow. Just look at my house, it's enormous now. Thank you, old man, for the work you have done. It was weenie for five, it's gigantic for one. There's no need to grumble and there's no need to grouse. There's plenty of room in my house And now she's full of frolics and fiddle-dee-dees It isn't a squash and it isn't a squeeze Yes, she's full of frolics and fiddle-dee-dees It isn't a squash or a squeeze Thank you. And um, by the way, that song, um, it's in this book, which is called The Gruffalo Song and Other Songs. And that, of course, is one of the other songs. Um, right. We're now going to meet um, the first dragon of today's event. His name is Zog. And he goes to a school for dragons where he is taught by Madam Dragon. And I'm going to be Madam Dragon. I must get these the right way up. Not, oh, that's all right. Um, and um, so Madam Dragon's got some very smart red wings and she's got a nice red um, head. Actually, in the book, she's green, but um, <laughs> you might recognize this dragon from another story. I don't know. Does anyone recognize this dragon? Um, right, so I do need a few more dragons in my school as well as Zog. Um, so I would like to choose three children who actually go to school so they know what it's all about. So put up your hands if you actually go to school. Um, would you like to come and be one of them if you come up on the stage? Um, boy in purple there and perhaps that girl there at the, at the back. On, yes, yes, you. All right. Um, so you can be the, um, I think I'll, I'll let you be the pink dragon. Can you get these? wings on them um, and um, now you can be the yellow dragon um, and we've got a blue dragon just on her way here's the blue dragon and I think I'll give you all some a mask all right this is the pink dragon's mask just make sure you can see her to the eyes all right the ye you're yellow aren't you all right and um, can you see out of that all right? Yes? Okay, and blue. Lovely. And um, 
Right, thank you very much. Um, now, um, in my school, we're going to learn... Oh, oh Zoc, you're late again. He's, he's, he's very, very keen, you know, but he often is a bit late. All right, Zoc, I'm just... Yes, all right, now, I'm just, these are new dragons in year one, and I'm just going to run through a few of the things we're going to... Yes, he's very friendly. Um, the things we've got to learn in Dragon School. So can you all have a little flying practice first? Can you all fly about the stage like this? Very good. I, I, yellow Dragon a bit more, fly a bit more. Good. And I'm going to give a gold star to whoever I think. I think you're very graceful. OK, I'll give you... Yes, Zog's very keen to get the gold star as well. Um, right, now, in the next year, we're all going to practice roaring... You all right with that? I can't really see you really well. Mm, sorry? I can't see you well. You can't see very well. Can you see a, a bit? Enough? Yeah. Okay. Um, the next, <laughs> right, the ne in the next year, we're all going to learn roaring. And so, could everyone have a big roar after I count three? One, two, three. <laughs> very good. Now, let me, just, let me just hear the ones on stage now. One, two, three, roar. Oh, I think you're, you were very good, right? So you can have the gold star for... Yeah, all right, Zog, your turn will come. Right, here's the gold star for roaring. And the next thing we have to do, this isn't till year three, we learn to capture a princess. So I've got a sort of model princess here. So um, if you could just try and jump up really high and ca catch this. Zog, do you want to have a go? No! All right, you have a go. Oh, very good. All right, you can have the gold star for princess catching. All right, Zog, don't worry. I'm sure you'll get one one day. Now, um, there, uh, so I think that's all we need to practice. But except I need to tell you, dragons, whenever I say um, practice on your own, that means you come down this slope into this area, but I'll be going with you. So that's what we need to do then. Now, let me just take the stars back for now because we're about to start the actual story. Let's just put them back on the table here. Um, lovely, and you can stay on the stage. And let me, could I now introduce, could you put your hands together for Lauren Ace from Macmillan Children's Book, and she is going to, um, she's going to narrate the story. And then the nice helper that you saw earlier, that was Sally from Macmillan as well. Madam Dragon ran a school many moons ago. She taught young dragons all the things that dragons need to know. Zog, the biggest dragon, was the keenest one by far. He tried his hardest every day to win a golden star. All the dragons in year one were learning how to fly. Hi, said Madam Dragon. Way up in the sky. Hmm. Um, you could have a star. Now that you've been shown, you can practice on your own and you'll all be expert flyers by the time you're fully grown. Zog went off to practice, flying fast and free. He soared and swooped and looped the loop, then crashed into a tree. Just then, a little girl came by. Please don't cry, she said. Perhaps you'd like a nice sticky plaster for your head. What a good idea, said Zog. Then up and off he flew. 
his plaster gleaming pinkly as he zigzagged through the blue. A year went by, and in year two, the dragons learned to roar. More, said Madam Dragon. Louder, I implore. Now that you've been shown, you can practice on your own, and you'll all be champion roarers by the time you're fully grown. Zog went off to practice. He roared with fearsome force. He kept it up for hours on end. But then his throat grew hoarse. Just then, the girl came by again. She said, What rotten luck. Perhaps you'd like a nice, soothing peppermint to suck. <coughs> said Zog. Then up and off he flew, and breathing fumes of peppermint, he zigzagged through the blue. All the year three dragons were learning, can you guess? Yes! said Madam Dragon. How to capture a princess. Very good. Now that you've been shown, you can practice on your own. You'll need to capture hundreds by the time you're fully grown. Zog went off to practice. He tried <laughs> and tried and tried. But he simply couldn't manage. I'm no good at this. He cried. I'll never win a golden star. Just then, he saw the girl. Perhaps, she said, you'd like to capture me. I'm Princess Pearl. What a good idea, said Zog. Then up and off they flew, the princess gripping tightly as they zigzagged through the blue. Ah, oh, said Madam Dragon. Our first princess so far. Congratulations, Zog, my dear. You've won a golden star. <laughs> Zog was proud and happy. <laughs> and Pearl felt good as well. She took the dragon's temperatures. Oh, oh, oh here we go. Oh, oh dear. And nursed them when they fell. A year went by, and in year four, the dragons learned to fight. Right, said Madam Dragon. Here comes a real live knight. Up spoke the knight. My name, he said, is Gadabout the Great. I've come to rescue Princess Pearl. I hope I'm not too late. Zog breathed fire and beat his wings. You can't. She's mine, he roared. Oh, no, she's not, yelled Gadabout and waved his trusty sword. Oh. 
The other dragons crowded round and watched them all agog. Who was going to win the fight, Sir Gadabout or Zog? Then Princess Pearl stepped forward, crying, Stop, you silly chumps. The world's already far too full of cuts and burns and bumps. Don't rescue me. I won't go back to being a princess and prancing around the palace in a silly frilly dress. I want to be a doctor, to travel here and there, listening to people's chests and giving them my care. Me too! exclaimed the knight and took his helmet off his head. I'd rather wear a nice twisty stethoscope instead. <laughs> Perhaps, princess, you'll train me up? And Pearl replied, Of course! But I don't see how the two of us can fit upon your horse. Then Zog said, Flying doctors, I'd love to join the crew. If you'll let me be your ambulance, then I can carry you. Bravo! said Madam Dragon. An excellent career. And all the year four dragons gave a loud resounding cheer. Yay! Then Madam Dragon told the horse, I really hope you'll stay. I'll let you be my pupil's pet and feed you lots of hay. What a good idea, said Zog. Then up and off he flew, the flying doctors waving as they zigzagged through the blue. Very good. And a big clap for these little dragons as well. You take your mask off. Thank you very much. And, um, put them back on. Right. Um, I think I'm going to actually keep my Madam Dragon outfit on. Um, thank you very much. I'm going to keep this on for the next song. Can you find your way back to where you are? Um, because I think these... And well, I'm wondering how these flying doctors are getting on in their new job. And I believe they're getting on really, really well. So well that they've got a song to sing you about what it is actually like being a team, a princess, knight and dragon team of flying doctors. So could you welcome them back to the stage? Princess Pearl, um, Sir Gadabout and of course Zorg. Okay, for the flying doctor song. You're one of the few people in the world who've heard this. Doctors, we're flying doctors, and we're ready to fly to you. We have plasters to conquer all disasters, so just call the flying doctor crew. Meet our princess. I've put away my crown and my silly frilly dress and now I travel here and there Taking people's pulses and giving them my care I'm with the doctors, the flying doctors And they're ready to fly to you Our injections will ward off all infections So just call the flying doctor crew This is our night I used to ride a charger and love to pick a fight But now the helmet's off my head I'd rather wear this nice twisty stethoscope Instead I've joined the doctors The flying doctors And we're ready to fly to you There's no question we'll cure your indigestion So just call the flying doctor crew 
Here is our dragon. I'm big enough to fit both the doctors and their bag on. They can count on trusty Zog to carry them in safety through rain and snow and fog. I've joined the doctors, the flying doctors, and we're ready to fly to you. We have lotions and extra powerful potions, so just call the flying doctor crew. Doctors, we're flying doctors, and we're ready to fly to you. If you're wheezing or if you keep on sneezing, if you're teething or having trouble breathing, if you're itching or if you can't stop twitching, if you're measly or mouldy, coldy or coldy, if you've got bronchitis, mumps or tonsillitis, if you need some eardrops, don't shed any teardrops, call the flying doctor nearly a world premiere. I think we've done that song once before. But this next story, this really and truly is the very, very first time we've ever done it. You're the very first audience in the world to see this next story. I don't think it's even in the programme. And it's called The Highway Rat. And um, I'm quite excited because, as well as being the narrator, um, I get to be a, a squirrel in this and um, it makes me feel a tiny little bit like Helena Bonham Carter actually because um, I don't know if any of you saw the Gruffalo on television but there's a squirrel narrator in that so so I'm going to be the squirrel narrator um, and um, now the highway rat is not a goodie at all I, I, I got a bit tired of writing about goodies so for this story I thought I would write about a real villain and he's really horrible he he rides about the roads and he robs people of not their money so much but of their food and um i think i can see him lurking uh, lurking in the bushes here he comes give him a big boo and a big hiss the highway route <laughs> um, do you know i i've got a horrible feeling he may have even been to to the sort of dragon world, because this horse looks a tiny bit familiar to me. So he's a real, real bad. Okay. Off we go then with the story of the highway rat. The highway rat was a baddie. The highway rat was a beast. He took what he wanted and ate what he took. His life was one long feast. His teeth were sharp and yellow. His manners were rough and rude, and the highway rat went riding, 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 riding along the highway, stealing the traveller's food. A rabbit came hopping along the road, then stopped with his paws in the air, for blocking his way was the highway rat who cried out, Who goes there? Give me your puddings and pastries. Give me your chocolate and cake. For I am the rat of the highway. And whatever I want, I take. I have no cake, the rabbit replied. I just have this bunch of clover. The highway rat gave a scornful look, but he ordered, Hand it over. 
This clover is bound to be tasteless. This clover is dull as can be. But I am the rat of the highway. The highway, the highway, yes. I am the rat of the highway. And this clover belongs to me. A rabbit, uh, a squirrel, a squirrel came bounding along the road, then stopped with a shake and a shiver. For reining his horse was a highway rat who thundered, Stand and deliver. Give me your buns and your biscuits. Give me your chocolate eclairs. For I am the rat of the highway, and the rat thief never shares. I, I have no buns, the squirrel replied. I, I just have this sack of nuts. The robber snatched the sack and snarled. I'll have no ifs or buts. These nuts are probably rotten. These nuts are as hard as can be. But I am the rat of the highway. The highway, the highway, yes. I am the rat of the highway. And these nuts belong to me. Some ants came crawling along the road, then stopped with a somersault. For baring his teeth was a highway rat who bellowed a deafening halt. Give me your sweets and your lollies. Give me your toffees and chews. For I am the rat of the highway, and nobody dares to refuse. We have no sweets, the rat, the ants replied. We just have this nice green leaf. Oh, no, you don't. Not anymore, declared the highway thief. <laughs> this leaf is nasty and bitter. This leaf is as thin as can be. But I am the rat of the highway. The highway, the highway, yes. I am the rat of the highway, and this leaf belongs to me. With never a please or a thank you, the rat carried on in this way. Flies from a spider. What have you got there? Milk from a cat. He once stole his own horse's hay. Give me that. The creatures who travelled the highway grew thinner and thinner and thinner, while the highway rat grew horribly fat from eating up everyone's dinner. Then a duck came waddling along the road and stopped with a... How do you do? I see you have nothing, the rat thief replied. In that case, I'll have to eat you. I doubt if you're terribly juicy. Most likely you're tough as can be. But I am the rat of the highway. The highway, the highway, yes. I am the rat of the highway. And I fancy a duck for tea. Hang on, quacked the duck. For I have a sister with goodies you might prefer. I know that she'd love to meet you. And I'm certain that you'd like her. For in her cave, her deep, dark cave, right at the top of the hill, are sweets and cakes of plenty, a plenty, a plenty. Biscuits and buns are plenty, and there you may eat your fill. Lead on! cried the rat, and they took to the road. It seemed it would never end. Onwards they rode and upwards. Bend after bend after bend, till at last 
they came to a lonely cave, and the duck began to quack. She quacked. Good evening, sister. Sister, sister. And sister, sister, sister. A voice from the cave came back. Do you have cakes and chocolate? The highway robber cried and Chocolates, chocolates, chocolates. The voice from the cave replied. The highway rat began to drool. His greedy eyes grew round. I'm going to take them, take them, take them. And take them, take them, take them. Came back the welcome sound. The highway rat leapt from his horse. Into the cave he strode. The duck took hold of the horse's reins and galloped down the road, faster and ever faster. Following all the bends, the plucky young duck went riding, 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 galloping down the highway, back to her hungry friends. Then they shared out the food from the saddlebags and feasted all night long. Bright were the flames of the bonfire, loud was the music and song, wild was the moonlight dancing, merry the cheer and the chat, for now they could live in freedom, in freedom, in freedom, coming and going in freedom, safe from the highway rat. And as for the rat in the echoey cave, he shouted and wondered till he found his way out of the darkness on the other side of the hill. A thinner and greyer and leaner rat, he rubs on the roads no more. For he landed a job in a cake shop, a cake shop, a cake shop. And they say he still works in the cake shop, sweeping the cake shop floor. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I couldn't really bear to leave him in that cave. I thought that would be a bit heartless. So he's kind of a semi-reformed character. I think uh, maybe has something gone wrong with the stage lighting. Yes, we're we're. Um, sorry about that, but so you're going to be... It's rather intimate, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Um, now, we're coming on to uh, another quite new story, because the, the event's called Dragons and Fairies, or Fairies and Dragons. This is the fairy story, and um, it is called Freddy and the Fairy. And this was a story I wrote for a competition to find a new illustrator, and the illustrator's a really great woman called Karen George, and you'll see some of her pictures up on the screen. Now, um, it's about a slightly deaf fairy and a kind of boy, little boy, who mumbles all the time. And I get to have a new costume. I get to be the fairy queen in this one. So, um, so I'm going to put on my wings. Um, this is Freddie here. Malcolm's going to be the, um, the tree and the narrator. I think I've got a crown here somewhere. Um, right. Oh, and I forgot to say, I'm, I'm going to need to have some help from the audience with this one. So I'm going to actually need seven children. Don't put your hands up if you've already been on the stage. Now, I've, I've, the first person needs to be someone who's good at jumping. Who's good at jumping? Um, all right, I'll have this... Um, 
Um, let me see. Often I find boys are best at jumping. I think I'll have you can come and be the jumping. Yes? Can the behind the lady taking photographs. Oh no, he, he's changing that. You come and be the jumping creature. And when you're chosen, if you'd like to just stand over here and this um, Sally's going to come and look after you and tell you what you're going to do. I then need someone who's good at flitting. Who thinks they'd be good at flitting? Um, I think perhaps this girl in pink, would you like to come and be the flitting creature? And I'm going to give you these. And again, Sally will tell you what to do. Then I want someone who's very, very fast at crawling or scuttling. Who thinks they could be very fast at crawling or scuttling? Um, I think I'll maybe, yeah, would you like to come and be the, the scuttling creature? All right, and you take this back to Sally and she'll tell you what to do. Um, then I need to have someone who's quite good at barking. Who's good at barking? Um, let's see. Um, would, would you, Malcolm's going to choose. All right. So Malcolm's choosing someone who's good at barking from there. Okay. And then I want someone who's good at meowing, maybe from somewhere else, Malcolm, uh, if you'd like to just go down there. Um, I can't see the meowing. Where's the, where's the cat? Uh, where's the cat? I can't see. Oh, here it is. Right, have you chosen yeah. the meowing yes, creature? We have, we have All right. And I think I'll choose someone who's good at um, flying. Who thinks they'd be good at flying? I think the girl there in the purpley colour card, pinky colour cardigan. All right. And Malcolm, maybe you could choose um, the last creature who's got to be quite good at squeaking. Um, Someone from over this side, I think. Oh, so are you the? Yes, yes, okay. All right. Um, I'm. I'm afraid they're quite small roles. All of these. If you could just stand back so that everyone in the audience can see. Um, lovely. All right. I think are we ready to start, Freddie and the fairy? Um. Yes. Okay. Freddy found a fairy tangled in a tree. Help! I'm stuck! The fairy cried, so Freddy set her free. Thank you. Said the fairy. My name is Bessie Bell. I'll grant you all your wishes, though I don't hear very well. Freddy thought, then mumbled. Wish I had a pet. So you shall! Cried Bessie Bell and conjured up a net. I don't want fish, said Freddy. I'd rather have a dog. Hey, presto! Said the fairy and conjured up a frog. No, no, no. Let's try again, uh, said Freddy. I wish I had a cat. That's easy, said the fairy, and conjured up a bat. Oh, I don't like bats, said Freddy. But oh, what about a mouse? Look under that stone, the fairy said, and Freddy found ah. a louse. Oh. Oh, that's not right, said Freddy. Let's think. Uh, <laughs> perhaps parrot? I'll do my best, said Bessie Bell, and conjured up a carrot. 
Freddy stamped his foot and said, This carrot has no beak! Oh, forgive me! Said the fairy, and a tear rolled down her cheek. Just then, from out of nowhere, appeared the fairy queen. <laughs> she dried the fairy's eyes and said, Whatever does this mean? Oh, it's Bessie Bell, said Freddy. She gets things wrong. He grumbled. I'm sorry, said the fairy. But that's because you mumbled. Oh, now, Freddy, said the fairy queen. She sounded kind but stern. Before you wish again, there are three rules for you to learn. <coughs> Rule one, you mustn't mumble. Rule two, don't turn away. The fairy needs to see your lips to read the words you say. Rule three, don't cover up your mouth. She can't see through your hand. Obey these three gold rules and then I'm sure she'll understand. So, Freddy learned the three gold rules and now he speaks quite clearly. And everything he wishes for comes true. Ah, oh, a dog and a parrot. Or very nearly. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I wonder. Um, yeah, I wonder who who got that ending. Who noticed? What what was it? Freddie was wishing for at the end. A caterpillar. And what did the fairy give him? Gorilla. I think she was just playing a trick that time. I think she heard quite well, because he did learn to speak clearly, but she just thought she'd play a bit of a trick with him, because he was a bit of a brat, really, wasn't he? OK, um, well, now, um, we've had, we had some hazelnuts, didn't we, in, in um, the Highway Rat, and I've actually got a little poem about a nut tree. It's in this book. Um, called Regal and Raw. This is a book of action poems, and this poem is called Nut Tree. So I'm going to bring, first of all, I'm going to bring Moira back, alias Princess Pearl, alias the fairy, alias, um, what were you in the, the duck? All right, and this time Moira, the versatile Moira is going to be a little nut. So if you could curl up. Watch her carefully, because I'm going to get some children on the stage afterwards, and we're going to do it as a song. Um, so this time I'll read it as a poem. Small, brown, hard, round, the nut is lying underground. Now a shoot begins to show. Now the shoot begins to grow. Tall, taller, tall as can be. The shoot is growing into a tree. And branches grow and stretch and spread with twigs and leaves above your head. And on a windy autumn day, the nut tree bends, the branches sway, the leaves fly off and whirl around, and nuts go tumbling to the ground. Small, 
brown, hard, round. Very good, Moira. <laughs> Give her a clap. Um, so now I'm just going to choose, put up your hand. I can have some quite little ones for this one. So um, I'm going to choose about three from each um, section. Put up your hands if you've not been on stage before. Okay, the girl in the purple, the boy in the front, and someone, at, there's a lady there got her hand up. I think you're a bit too, oh, all right. Is that the boy sitting here? Right, the boy. Right, okay, if you'd like to come on stage, curl up. And from here, we'll have, you can come. Yes, and you can, and you can with a pink cardigan. And from here, we'll have, um, you can come. The boy there, yes, um, all right, and you. And from here, we'll have that person at the very back in white and the girl in pink there and the person with spots there. All right. And can you all curl up on the stage? Curl up very small. I think I'm going to have to go over here. All right, this time we're going to sing it through as a song. Twice. We're going to do it twice. Small brown hard round The nuts is lying underground Now a shoot begins to show Now the shoot begins to grow Tall, taller, tall as can be The shoot is growing into a tree And branches grow and stretch and spread with twigs and leaves above your head and on a windy autumn day the nut tree bends the branches sway the leaves fly up and whirl around and nuts go tumbling to the ground small brown hard round the nut is lying underground now a shoot begins to show now the shoot begins to grow tall taller tall as can be the shoot is growing into a tree and branches grow and stretch and spread with twigs and leaves above your head and on a windy autumn day the nuts tree bends the branches sway the leaves fly up and whirl around and nuts go tumbling to the ground small brown hard round Very good. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much. Can you find your way back? Can you find your way back to your mums and dad? Thank you. Um, well, it was lovely to see that whole forest of nut trees because we're now going to go into the deep, dark wood uh, for this story, uh, the story of the Gruffalo. And, um, You've already seen a child being a mouse. Now it's my turn to be a mouse. Uh, so I'm going to put my tail on and my ears. And I'm going to go and look for hazelnuts in the deep, dark wood. And if anyone knows any of the words um, of the Gruffalo, you're very welcome, of course, to join in. A mouse took a stroll through the deep, dark wood. 
A fox saw the mouse, and the mouse looked good. Where are you going to, little brown mouse? Come and have lunch in my underground house. It's terribly kind of you, Fox, but no, I'm going to have lunch with a... A gruffalo. A gruffalo? What's a gruffalo? A gruffalo. Why didn't you know? He has terrible tusks and terrible claws and terrible teeth in his terrible jaws. Where are you meeting him? Here, by these rocks. And his favourite food is roasted fox. Roasted fox? I'm off. Fox said. Goodbye, little mouse. And away he sped. <laughs> Silly old fox, doesn't he know? There's no such thing as a gruffalo. On went the mouse through the deep, dark wood. An owl saw the mouse, and the mouse looked good. Where are you going to, little brown mouse? Come and have tea in my treetop house. It's frightfully nice of you, Owl, but no, I'm going to have tea with a gruffalo. A gruffalo? What's a gruffalo? A gruffalo? Why didn't you know he has knobbly knees and turned out toes and a poisonous wart at the end of his nose? Where are you meeting him? Here, by this stream. And his favourite food is owl ice cream. Owl ice cream! To a do goodbye, little mouse! And away owl flew. <laughs> Silly old owl, doesn't he know there's no such thing as a gruffalo? On went the mouse through the deep, dark wood. <gasps> A snake saw the mouse, and the mouse looked good. Where are you going to, little brown mouse? Come for a feast in my luck pile house. It's wonderfully good of you, snake, but no, I'm having a feast with a gruffalo. A gruffalo? What's a gruffalo? A, a gruffalo? Why, didn't you know? His eyes are orange, his tongue is black, he has purple prickles all over his back. Where are you meeting him? Here, by this lake. And his favourite food is scrambled snake. A scrambled snake. It's time I hid. Goodbye, little mouse. And away snake slid. <laughs> Silly old snake. Doesn't he know there's no such thing as a gruffle? Oh! Tastes good on a slice of bread. Good, said the mouse. Don't call me good. I'm the, 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 the scariest creature in this wood. Just, just, just walk behind me and soon you'll see. 
Everyone is afraid of me. All right. Said the Gruffalo, bursting with laughter. Ha, 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 ha. You go ahead and I'll follow after. They walked and walked till the Gruffalo said, I hear a hiss in the leaves ahead. Oh, it's, it's Snake, said the mouse. Why, Snake, hello. Snake took one look at the Gruffalo. Hey, crumbs. He said, Goodbye, little mouse. And off he slid to his log pile house. You see, said the mouse, I told you so. Amazing, said the Gruffalo. They walked some more till the Gruffalo said, I hear a hoot in the trees ahead. It's Owl, said the mouse. Why, oh, hello. Owl took one look at the Gruffalo. Oh dear, he said. Goodbye, little mouse. And off he flew to his treetop house. You see, said the mouse, I told you so. Astounding, said the Gruffalo. They walked some more till the Gruffalo said, I could hear feet on the path ahead. Oh, it's... Hello, kiddies. Hi there. Fox! Gotta come back to my place for tea. Said the mouse. Why, Fox, hello. Hello, yes. Fox took one look at the Gruffalo. Oh, help. He said. Goodbye, little mouse. And off he ran to his underground house. Well, Gruffalo, said the mouse, you see, everyone is afraid of me. But now my tummy's beginning to rumble. And my favourite food is Gruffalo Crumble. Gruffalo Crumble! The Gruffalo said, and quick as the wind, he turned and fled. Oh! <laughs> All was quiet in the deep, dark wood. The mouse found a nut, and the nut was good. Oh, thank you very much. Um, well, it's, you know, it's maybe rather a shame that I scared the Gruffalo away because I wanted him to come back and choose the last song. Would you like, to, like him to come back and do that? Okay, let's all, after I count three, let's count, uh, call out, come back, Gruffalo. One, two, three. Come back, Gruffalo. So you're going to cut. I know what, I think he's a bit scared of me because I've, he thinks I'm still the mouse. So if I take these off, maybe um, he'll be all right. If, perhaps this time we could shout out, um, the mouse has gone, Gruffalo. One, two, three. The mouse coming. It's just me, it's just me. It's, oh. I think we'll just have to call it, what can we? I know it's the Gruffalo's 12th birthday. Let's call it Happy 12th Birthday, Gruffalo. One, two, three. Happy 12th Birthday, Gruffalo! Oh, here he comes. All right. <laughs> All right. And um, as it's your 12th birthday, Gruffalo, I'm going to let you choose 
Um, your second favourite song. His favourite song is the Gruffalo song, but I'm getting a bit sick of that one. So um, well, I've got this book, Room on the Broom and Other Songs. And um, well, you can't, well, you, you can choose your favourite song from this book. He knows all the songs in this book. Which is your favourite one? Swimming. Bowling. Oh, I know, it's things to do with your arms, isn't it? Is it use your arms, that one? Good. Okay, that's a good one to end up with because I can choose some more children. Anyone who's not scared of the Gruffalo and who hasn't been on the stage before, uh, put up your hand. I can't have all that many. I can have some at the front and some on the stage. Right, okay. Um, you, Malcolm, you choose yeah, okay, about you five yeah. from there. Um, right, would you like to come on? You can come on. You can come. Um, and... Um, Okay, you can come, you can come, you can come. Um, okay, you two. Boy at the back in yellow, all right, you can come and you can come. Um, you can come. All right, you can come. Yeah. I think that's probably enough. We have some in the front here. Some can come in the front here with me. All right, some come this side and some come the other side. All right, a few along there, yes. Come around this side. Okay, and then everyone can actually join in with the, some of the actions, most of the actions. The chorus goes like this. Have we got the chorus of the song? Oh, it's called Use Your Arms. Um, Alex, can we see the chorus? Um, here we are, it goes. Stretch, shrug, fold, hug, you. Policeman, make the traffic come and go. Use your arms like an archer, shoot an arrow from your bow. Use your arms like a strong man, lifting up a heavy weight. Use your arms like a scarecrow, stick them out all stiff and straight. All together, stretch, shrug, fold. Use your arms. Use your arms. Use your arms like a mother. Rock your baby son or daughter. Use your arms like a diver poised to plunge into the water. Use your arms. Like a swimmer, do the breaststroke, do the crawl. Use your arms like a bowler, running up to throw the ball. Stretch, shrug, fold, hug. Spin and twirl the old lasso. Use your arms like a sailor falling in a rope or two. Use your arms like a fisherman. Cast your line, then wind it in. Use your arms like a fiddler playing on your violin. 
little last time. Stretch, shrug, fold, hug, use your arms, use your arms, person in this tent by telling you that I'm afraid that's it for this morning. Now, not only did you make a great choice in coming today, I think you'll all agree, but I think, Julia, you will agree this is one of the best audiences ever. You were fantastic. Singing, actions, a lot of it. You've been absolutely wonderful. Now, this sort of thing doesn't happen just out of the blue. There's a huge amount of work that goes in. So, Thanks so much to everybody who worked so hard to get this production together because it's a big production. And also to the technicians who restored sunlight after a little bit of yes, darkness. Yes, a big hand well to Paul Dent. Yeah! <laughs> now, um, this is a bit of a boring bit, but if you can stay in your seats until I take Julia out, we'll be going to the signing tent, uh, which is just you go out of this tent to the left and it's the next tent there. She will be there to sign for quite a long time, I would imagine. Um, uh, she has books for all ages there, so um, you can, and the, the display will be there just behind her desk. But before I drag her out at speed, because I know you'll all want to mob her, can I ask you to give her one last resounding thank you to Julia and the company. More podcasts, videos and live recordings of author events can be found at www.edbookfest.co.uk.